we're pretty much on track to kind of we're only a week off of being a monthly podcast <laughs> yeah that's true i think people are getting upset though that um that they're named bradley and we don't answer their questions <laughs> as soon as they send them but that's the cool. cool thing we're doing i guess is that people don't realize they're they're following a podcast account if we just tweet a bunch of memes then they just start following it and then maybe they just feel like whoa there's a podcast this account that's the whole social strategy we've got going with this. That um, that's kind of like uh, Hannah Montana when that was going on. So I thought that Hannah Montana was just like a musical artist, but then I found out that it's like also Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I think that was the point. Over here. But it was one of those things where it was like after Hannah Montana was done and she was just like fully Miley. Where it was just I was reading something that had a reference to Hannah Montana and them being the same person. <laughs> and I was like, all right, more Miley Cyrus. I can get on board for this. So this is, I believe, episode eight of Running Things Considered. <laughs> the longest running advice podcast mm-hmm. on- the, Wait, the the longest running the longest running running advice podcast. No, it's just the longest running advice podcast. Longest running advice podcast. It's there's like, not a longer running advice podcast on the internet. The long <laughs> long runningest advice podcast on the internet. Something. The, the podcast that's here to answer everything you've ever wondered about running. It's Nicole Bush. Tom's Hank, and unfortunately, Ryan Sterner cannot be with us because he is on the way to Berlin. But this episode will probably come back, but <sighs> back from Berlin. What's and, he doing in Berlin? Uh, we sent him out there to cover the race, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's it's Sidious Bank's first international coverage. Come on, we've had the Canadian kid write in, right? <laughs> well, Simon Fraser. Well, well, I just think that. This is the first time we got boots on the ground in Germany. Well, not actually, but... <laughs> I don't think you want to use the term, like, boots on the ground in Germany. Oh. It's a little loaded. That's true. All right. Well, the crew is here to answer all the questions you've brought up during a long run in the locker room. You guys send in your voicemails to drive the conversation. It can go in all directions. Bring on the personal stories. Hit us with the would you rathers. Throw us some strange hypotheticals. Call into the show. Voicemail line is 646-780-9218. So we've got a handful of voicemails for this episode. We've got a a bunch of text messages. People can text us any questions. And actually, some people are calling in right now as it's it's going on. So um, we'll we'll get to those voicemails shortly. Um, It's funny you said, like, people can take it any direction they want. Because sometimes we get the people that call in. And they're like upset at us. We get a lot of complaints, like about the things we say <laughs> and everything. Can I give you guys some feedback that I've received from like just yeah. interaction people um, I've come across? So when I was at Sir Walter uh, Myler in North Carolina, uh, actually there was someone who came up to me at a bar and talked about this podcast with me, and they said that their favorite part of the podcast is Nicole keeping the two of you in line <laughs> that was no, like, when, <laughs> when Sterner's not here I'm like damn it the other is the person that I run with on the Brooklyn Track Club they said they're just like what was with the last episode <laughs> started off with 20 minutes 
sense of gun control. <laughs> and I was like, that's that podcast. Yeah, it was gun week. That's the thing. You have. Oh, there's a dog. Yep, there's a dog there's a there. Dog. Yeah, there's a dog right here uh, <laughs> taking care of my parents' dog, and he's. Uh, you just you just put your head on his forehead and push him away. <laughs> yeah, it's dog week on the pod. Now it's dog week. I know that a lot of people think that whenever Ryan's taking care of a dog, that's dog week. Uh, but this is dog week. Uh, he's going to be jumping in here kind of in place of Ryan, giving his opinions on things. Uh, what kind of dog is this? This is a, uh, he's a lab. Um, I think. Oh, that can run. Uh, that dog can run with you. No, he's a, he's which, a sausage. Which lab? This Black dog lab? is a sausage. He's a mix of things. He's he is a sausage though. So sausage dog. We'll let him go. Uh, what What about it? How do you feel about people who run with dogs? I'll let Nicole answer this. One of my best friends runs with her dog. So I'm in support. (laughs) You support your friend even though they're making a bad decision? If my cat could run. I think, I think I like people who run with dogs, but they don't use it as a crutch to run slower. Um, if you think about like Scott Smith, like his dog runs fast as hell. You know, like that's fine to me because that's the dog meeting the owner, but like the people who run with their dog and then it's really like 20 minute pace. Oh, I, I was assuming. I, like, I don't really like that. Everyone like ran the- fast with their dogs. <laughs> I like fit dogs, like dogs that are just like out there pounding out the miles. Uh, I kind of want a dog that can run so I can name him Miles. I, I know a woman that Tempo. runs. I know a woman that runs and she named her kid Miles. What's worse, having a dog that runs and naming him Miles or having a kid that runs and naming him Miles? I think it's worse if you have a kid who doesn't run and his name is Miles. That's kind okay. of a- my cat's name is Nermi. That's a good good name for a cat. It came with that name. Do you so ever, I left it. Do you ever think about how much of a risk you take when you name a kid? Like how that's a big deal. And like kids can change their names when they get older. But like if yeah, if you have a kid named Miles and they're not a runner, or like if you have a kid named like Chad and he ends up being an okay person. <laughs> What did uh? How many people do you actually know that have changed their name? I actually don't know anyone who's changed their name at all. I changed my name. You did? No. <laughs> I want to. That'd be great. I know. My name is Nicole. People, hey. I know people that go by their middle name. Um, but legally, but they they didn't do anything to change it. Well, they've gotten we, married. A lot of That's girls true. go through the phase, I guess, in high school or college where they go by their middle name as their last name and it gets really confusing. Oh, on their dating profiles and stuff. On Facebook or like, yeah. No, Nicole, it's what's your middle name? Lynn. Lynn? Nicole L-Y-N-N. Lynn. L-Y-N-N. I can see that. You could have been like a Nicole Lynn on Facebook just to hide from college applications and all that. Oh, no, no, I didn't edit in college, though. It, that, that account is still out there somewhere. I don't even know how to log in. But it's Nicole Lynn 
it might be spelled all incorrectly too, but it was being like, I don't know how to deal with this. Let me friend my seven friends and that will be my Facebook. Do you think they're doing it to be cute or do you think they're doing it to hide what they do on their profile from like potential employers and things like that? I think it's the latter. I think it's always been the latter. I assumed it was like teachers hiding from their students. Yeah. Yeah. I like the people that have the separate accounts. Like there's the one account that's forward facing and then there's the other account that's just kind of like when they're drunk. Have you, that's what a lot of people are doing now with, uh, they call them Finstagrams. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's what Finsta means? (laughs) I think that's what it is. It's like a fake fake Instagram. Instagram. Oh my God, I thought people were just saying Insta in a weird way. Oh. Sorry, everyone who's 19 and listening to this, and it's painful for them to be like, it's called Instagram. It's yes. like fake Instagram. It's yeah, amazing. We're really our age. I'm leaving my I'm leaving my early 20s at the end of this month. Are you turning 25? I'm turning 25 at the end of the month. Oh, that's you're already cute. out of your. I think you're in your mid. No, I'm not. I'm 24. Mid. That's early. That's I mid. Think- yeah, it's mid. 24, 25, 26 is mid. 27, 28, 29 is late. 21, 22, 23 is early. Oh. Sorry, I'm still in middle school. Yeah. Darn it. Do you get carded a lot, Chris? Yeah, of course. Look at me. <laughs> I look like I'm 17. I still get carded for rated R movies at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> it happened when I was in college. I went to try and go see The Hobbit, and uh, that was the worst. I got like, I asked, got as for two forms of ID. I don't think the Hobbit was rated R, though. Like, it's PG-13. Well, oh, th- this is an interesting question I think I, I asked a couple friends recently. What was the first rated R film that you've ever seen? Okay. This is going to sound like marketing because the sequel is coming out right now. Um, but Predator. Really? Yeah, I watched it with my dad. I thought for me it was Jurassic Park 3, but then I found out it wasn't rated R. It's not rated R. <laughs> no, yeah, the Jurassic Park movies are family-friendly. That so was I my grandparents. I can't recall what my first rated R movie was. I think that was Speed. I remember Speed's my... rated R, is it? I think so. I remember my first DVD was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> because you're 23. My family's first DVD was Men in Black. We were at Costco and my parents were like, we're buying a DVD player and we're also going to get one DVD and it's men in black. Um, my parents just bought a Blu-ray player. They don't own any Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an aspirational purchase. Yeah. Speed is rated R 93 and Rotten Tomatoes. Speed's a great movie. Never uh, seen Keanu Reeves. Is that? Yeah. Keanu Reeves. And uh, he has the best line in the movie is he, uh, Bullock, Dennis he looks at Sandra Bullock's sweatshirt. She's got an Arizona Wildcats uh, sweatshirt on. And he just goes like, University of Arizona, the Wildcats. <laughs> and whenever I saw them at a meet in college, I always wanted to walk up to them, and say right. that, but I wouldn't. I had an actual question for you guys. Um, and I'm just going to let it go. So about, I, I just quit my job and I'm looking for a new one. Oh shit. That's right. You did quit your job. <laughs> Nicole pitch the listeners to hire you. Uh, I like to write and I can take photos and I can do both at the same time. 
Well, I guess like together, but not at the same time. And how can people reach you? And you like the podcast. And I like the podcast. That is true. Um, uh, Jack of all trades here. We got audio. We got uh, photo. We got I writing. Do, do video. I could do voiceovers for you if you want. I can talk like this. I can do some guided podcasts for you. Um, yeah, I can convince you to do things. Um, I don't How know, can my, my email sucks. My my email n dot l dot um. What is the best way to reach me? Can you give me the last four digits of your social? <laughs> Zero one two three. Okay, and then the numbers on your credit card. Five five five. Mother's maiden name? George. First car that you drove? A Buick. A Buick, okay. First pet's name? Hmm? First pet's name. First pet's name? Yoshi. Uh, Do you have to change your password a lot for work, Chris? I do. Do am I? I get the email, and my new password is due in seventeen days. I like to cut it as close as possible as I can. And yeah. what? I just change the last number one every single time. It just goes up one. <laughs> I. It's um, terrible to say. <laughs> I just had to rese- reset mine for work, and um, I can't do it because every time I go in, it's like, "What's your mom's maiden name?" And I type in what my mom's maiden name is, and then it just like says I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can't do anything because that's the right answer. Like, I'm spelling it out correctly. And so just every morning I get an email that's just like the countdown clock and I've got to choose like which wire to cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the thing is, is like I could go to the IT people and tell them that I'm having trouble with it. But I really don't want to be the guy that fucked up spelling his mom's maiden name. <laughs> So kind of what I'm banking on is they lock me out of my account and then they erase the questions and then I could just blame the system. Like it was never me. That works. Did you, uh, did you guys see that Emily Sisson's Instagram account was hacked? No. What? No. What happened? Um, I didn't see it happen like in live. Um, but someone told me that, I think what happened, this has not been like confirmed by people that I know, no, no. But like, it, it seemed like someone hacked into her account and started posting pictures of themselves and then changed it over to their account, changed the password so she couldn't get in it anymore. It looks like now she has it back and they, she like thanked some of the New Balance people for helping her figure it out. But like, some girl just like hacked it. My friend was like going through her timeline. She was like, who is this person? And it was just like, just apparently you just hack someone's account with a bunch of followers and you're good. Do you want to know why they were able to hack it? She talked about not having a strong password. Her password is probably love the number two and run. It's probably not. No, she had like a big explanation about like, please uh, make sure you're setting strong passwords. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. Um, is this you, internet security? Passwords? Do you have any running related passwords? No. No. I don't like running that much. <laughs> you have to really like running to include running in something that someone's never going to see. <laughs> 
You know, is any are any of your passwords piss whistle? <laughs> like, uh, oh, now I have to go change them, right? Now, now I have to change them. Thank you. Uh, no, I think that uh, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> like my passwords are usually just like spelling stuff out with letters and numbers. Is no one everyone's password there? Yeah, but like spelling out like instead of an L, you would do a one. Yeah, sort of or like style. an exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, okay, exclamation point, L U V, running. So, I don't know. Right. Uh, let's get on to some questions here. I right. feel like we're about to like just. <laughs> I'm gonna like do another spill. another pitch for how you can get a hold of me. I, I wanted I wanted to give you enough like banter material for the beginning so you can cut it up. But you can you can email me at nicolebbush.blog <laughs> at gmail.com. It's probably the easiest one to say alone. Because you want a job. Because, you know, it'd be fun. I want to had a job and then you got rid of it. This yeah. first email is a familiar voice. Hi. <laughs> first time ish caller. I'm on a trail run and I'm. 33 minutes in and I'm a little lost and I just need to know if I should go left or right. All right. You can give me a call back. I'd appreciate it. Thanks. So Nicole, what happened there? <laughs> Why isn't Sterner here? So you guys can fight about it and I can tell you to shut up about my own voicemail. I don't know. I ran into a new place and I was like, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get out of the woods. The, the clincher though is that I just kept running straight. Do you ever get lost on runs? Not very often. I mean, I'm not usually in a super, like there's not a lot of places to get lost sometimes. Or I'll get lost on purpose in a new place, 10 minutes in, just like get lost and then be like, cool, I have like 45 minutes to figure it out. Where do you think it's worse to get lost on a run? And I'm just thinking this here, because if you think like Chris lives in New York City, where if Chris takes a wrong turn on a run, he's going to end up in, like, Harlem. Uh, depending upon, like, how far he's going. Or, like, he'll end up in, like, a bad area sort of thing. Do you guys uh, know uh, what the, the Great Lakes Relay is? No. Oh, no. I think so. I, you, it, it's some, I, I saw a couple photos about it. Yeah, it's like a relay across the state. Um, if I'm remembering this correctly... Usually everything's fine. They have like the same route and everything and like the same people get pissed if you pee in their woods and all that stuff. They moved, I believe they moved it up north, like into the UP or they moved it something different and a girl got lost like the first time in a long time or maybe ever that someone actually legitimately got lost and she like, I believe she was in the woods overnight and she like covered herself in mud Mm -hmm. to like be cool. Maybe... It could also be that it's not this run, and I forget which one it actually is. But some girl got lost at a running event and covered herself in mud. Too. Well, that's like this year at Hood to Coast. Um, it was this Japanese team flew in, and one of the guys in like one of the later legs just went off course totally, which is hard because I think they had like a motorcycle that usually like accompanies them. And this guy went off course, and they still ended up being close to the course record and winning it all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those types of races where 
it's really long distances and it's sometimes you don't have an escort the entire way. It could be super easy to get off course. Well, I'm in Michigan, but you're I'm just not, like running through back like two tracks. But those aren't like yeah, those aren't like the, like when you're in a race like that. I don't think it's the worst case scenario of where you can get of what's the worst place you can get lost on a course. I can imagine like being in, I don't know, like I like I'm thinking about going out to Tokyo in March and just thinking of going on a shakeout run and getting totally lost. Now the Yakuza kidnaps you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Yakuza kidnaps me, and I'm gone. That's the last you've ever heard of me. So no that's, that's kind of my question here, because, like, obviously, Nicole gave the ultimate example of, like, getting lost during a race, and I think your first thought when you get lost during a race is, like, oh, fuck, I'm losing time, sort of thing. Uh, I got lost on a previous shakeout in New York City once. Yeah, but then you look at... You look at, like, the girl had to cover herself in mud to survive, and that's obviously, like, the worst scenario. Um, (laughs) But, so, my idea was more like you're just on a run. All you've got, running clothes, like, very basic. We'll say you're wearing a shirt, but you got running shorts on. No phone. No phone. uh, No cash. No cash, no ID. Getting lost in a city you've never been in. Or is it worse getting lost on like the trail you've never been on? Trail. Trail? It ends up being more dangerous. It's way more inconvenient if you're in a city, but I think it's like way more dangerous to get lost on a trail. If you're in a city, like you can come across someone and like ask them like, where where the hell am I? If you're on a trail, I, I don't fuck with trails at all. Um, it's just kind of like you, I running hut to coast. I was scared of bears the entire time. And I didn't even know if there were bears in the woods that were like, right. <laughs> you should be scared of bears all the time. What? Have in you no seen, situation you shouldn't like not be scared of bears. Oh, I'm not scared of them right but now because I'm inside. No, no, no. But like, you should still have a fear of bears. Like, <laughs> Even if they're not there, it should be the like same I'm scared fear. of like rattlesnakes. I know a rattlesnake's not going to get me right now. I still have a fear of them. I'm scared of sunflowers. I'm terrified. You're scared of sunflowers? Why are you scared no. of sunflowers? Um, so Nicole, what way did you end up turning on your run? I told you I just ran straight, and you ended up back where you needed to be. No. No. <laughs> Isn't there a Nicole's calling Isn't mm-hmm. there a Robert Frost poem with this? Yep. Uh, well, it, oh, find find you a trail that has a one way route. Yeah. <laughs> you can only came upon a path in the woods and I picked the one less traveled. That's made all the difference. I, f- I fell on, on my run today. How did you fall on your run? What is going on on your run? Yeah, why do you suck at running? <laughs> so I don't fall that often, and it's been a few years, so it was coming. I think also I was tired and very like lost in thought. Um, the most that I can explain is that I was in, uh, I was running in a different pair of shoes, and I've been running in some like pretty like structured shoes compared to what I was running in. Like I was uh-huh. running in the, I was running in the pace, and then I was running in the Zante. And I can like roll my ankle pretty often and it's not, it's not a thing. 
and I stepped on something that wasn't like sturdy in my shoe. Like I thought there's going to be more support to keep me from rolling and there wasn't. So I just kind of like let it go and then just slid forward my face for not on my face, but I just, there's a lot of scraping. Okay. <laughs> not too much blood. Some bruising. It's okay. Well, I'm glad you made the, the recording. Thanks for coming to the studio. I just got in. Yeah. Still have dirt under my shirt. Didn't have time Me to too. Yeah, but yours is there for a different reason, I'm sure. Yeah, I uh, got lost. I got lost coming back from lunch, and so I covered myself in mud. <laughs> Next I wasn't one. sure how long I was going to be out there, so I just did it. Walking on the side of the highway. What's this next voicemail? <laughs> this just came in four minutes ago. I haven't heard it yet. Perfect. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to leave a question. Uh, is Devin Allen really that impressive? I mean, sure, he won like NCAA stuff or something that nobody can really remember because it's two years ago. And uh, no offense, he's a great runner, but is it maybe just impressive because he's white? Uh, just my question for the week. Just wondering. A lot of other runners that are uh, of different color, uh, a lot faster, and they don't get the same attention. Anyway, uh, <laughs> keep up the good work. I really like the podcast. Yeah, I wish you had eight right. arms. I wish you had eight arms, yeah. Chris. Chris just kept putting, putting hands in front of his face. That is a crazy call. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, his question pretty much is Devin Allen only impressive because he's white. Wow. Where's Turner? Berlin. Uh, okay. So I'm going to completely ignore that whole part where it's like, because he's white sort of thing. That's, that's dumb. Um, Oh, is he just getting attention because he was a football player? No, no, he's not getting attention because he's a football player. Basically, here's what happens with Devin Allen is that he plays for Oregon um, and he's a really hyped up player because he's really fast and Oregon had a lot of track players at the time. But because of injuries and because of his success in track, he ends up becoming like a full-time pro player, pro athlete. Chris, feel free to step in and correct me if I'm ever wrong at this point. Uh, at the same time he was at Oregon, there was another hurdler like right there before him that was really good. Uh, Cabral, but not Don. Jonathan. Jonathan Cabral. And so like Devin comes in, just like kind of kicks his ass off of like football training and stuff. Um, so then like Devin does really well. He wins NCAAs. Uh, I, I don't think people remember it really because I don't think anyone really remembers who wins the hurdles at NCAAs unless it's someone who's like won it every year. Uh, but so, yeah, uh, that being said, he did make an Olympic team and make an Olympic final and run fairly well in a year where a lot of the traditionally great 110 meter hurdlers were either injured or just retired or like didn't qualify sort of thing. Is that fair? I think that's totally fair. His PR is not sub 13. And I guess like that's what it, it just seems like there's these guys, the U.S. hurdlers at this point, or it's like the old guard kind of all faded at the same time as Devin Allen was getting really good. So it's like 
David Oliver started moving out of the picture. Jason Richardson out of the picture. Harry's struggled with his own like health issues, but he seems to be back. And so our times got slower as the rest of the world, like an Omar McLeod got faster. Sergei Shubenkov was, was getting faster. So it's like at this point, maybe I think some of the upper tier hurdlers around the rest of the world have surpassed the U S. Um, but we still have the world record with Aries merit and maybe Devin Allen is still one of the top U S hurdlers. And the grand Holloway is probably going to be a guy who is going to push him. But, um, you know, putting, putting race aside, I still think 1303 or whatever his, uh, PR is, is still fairly impressive. So, um, I'd say, yeah, he's, he's, impressive he won some NCAA titles he's an Olympian you got to give some respect to an Olympian uh, I don't think it's also because he's I don't think it's the white thing because like Lu Zhang yeah is a great hurdler and he's Chinese uh, which isn't traditionally strong uh, sprints nation uh, but also too I think it is like that whole thing where like he want you know he's a US champion uh, and everything like that he had a great story. The story sold itself to TV really easily. The two-sport athlete. But also, like, you have to give a certain level of credit to just being, like, the fastest American. Like, oh, yeah. we used to just, like, cream our jeans over, like, you know, hurdlers breaking 820, or steeplechasers on the men's side breaking 820 for the first time. Um, and now we have, like, Evan, who's like at that super competitive level that has always existed on like the women's side, but like we make a big deal because it's the men, you know, sort of like the 1500 now that we have like Matt Centrowitz competing and running fast, even though we've had like Jenny Simpson for years and Shannon Robery and now Shelby and stuff. So part of it's just being like the best American. I don't know. How do you feel about this, Nicole? I'm just on Twitter. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not cause he's white. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we, we crushed that voicemail. Yeah. All right. What's the most important part of a race? And why is it the part that you realize that you're really enjoying what you're doing? Thanks guys. Can you replay that? Yeah. It's really soft. What's the most important part of the race? And why is it the part that you realize that you're really enjoying what you're doing? Thanks, guys. This sounds like someone is whispering this under the covers of like their room, and they have like a roommate, and they're just like... Oh, oh shit, I gotta get my voicemail into running things considered. And so they just like went under the covers and it's like, what's the most important part of a race? And why is it the part that you realize that you're enjoying what you're doing? Thanks, guys. And then just hung up and it's like, they're gonna answer it. I'm gonna go to bed, wake up the next morning, there's gonna be a nice podcast, I'm gonna get my answer. That's she's gonna works. wake up she's gonna wake up in a month. <laughs> in a month. She's gonna go in yeah. a coma and wake up in a month. How's that for pillow talk? Um like coma talk. <laughs> All right. So what's the most important part of a race? Oh God. You know what? This kind of question is like when you work at like a high school camp or a clinic and the kids are supposed to ask you questions and they ask you stuff like, 
what's the most important part of a race? <laughs> what should I eat the night before a race? I proposed to at one of those camps. How do I get better at running? Uh, question was maybe it, maybe it was a person at a running camp. Actually, it's it's September, so <laughs> if you're at running camp right now, you're doing things wrong. Um, she got lost in one of the trail runs and covered herself in mud. <laughs> she got her phone though. So, right. what's important part of the race? I would say it's the finish. All of it. That's what. All uh, of it. <laughs> it's all important. <laughs> all important. The most important part is. Um, what you do the day before. God. <laughs> she she kind of answers it. So I think, I think that uh, the actual question here is she's saying like, why is it that the most important, which I think she's trying to say is like the most difficult, like the, the thing where it's like, I have to work harder right now. And why is it when you hit a difficult part of the race, you enjoy what you're doing more. Right. Okay. I don't know. I had a difficult part of a race, and I'm like, I might walk. Step up. Like, so, like, so the most important part of a race is like the kick. Like kicking's pretty fun. No, it's the middle. It's the middle part of the race. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because you're already like, cool, I'm running fast. And then there's a part where you're like, oh, I'm tired. But you're not to the part where I'm like, where you're like, I'm almost done. I got to kick it in. You're like to that boring part where it's a grind, and you're like. So it's finding a way to maintain and just like hold on for dear life. And then yeah. the fun part. It's like, even though I don't run the, the 5k that often, I feel like I could break that down in my head a little bit differently. But, I mean, like, there, there's, there's the first mile that's like easy ish. And the last mile you just do whatever to finish it as fast as you can. But there's a part in the middle where you're either going to run like, in college, I would think of it like this, like I'm either going to run 16 flat or I'm going to run 1640 and it's going to be in this middle part of the race where you have to make an actual decision. Nicole, did you ever train with anyone who like approached those types of races differently and was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go balls to the wall for the first bit and then just like die. Like it, there was no real hanging on. It was just death. Um, I had a teammate that a few races, like she would go out hard and sometimes it'd be like, damn it, I don't want to go out that hard, but now I got to match you. And then they would usually fade and I'd be like, oh, damn it, wow, I didn't want to run this fast. It's regionals or something. Um, yeah, I mean, in high school I would go out like as hard as possible. And then like, I, my splits I think were routinely like 520, 530 something slower than six minutes and then like 540-ish depending on how You'd still find a way to bring it down Yeah, I guess so, but I would be like paying for that first mile Toms, what's the part of the race that you enjoy the most? Enjoy (laughs) I don't think I enjoy I don't think I enjoy much of it (laughs) <laughs> like more than other parts like no that's the thing it's like i usually just enjoy it like after the i never am thinking that hard when i'm running like it just kind of all happens and then like you sit there after the race and you just kind of look back and you're like oh shit i remember when that happened or when that happened i remember when that happened um but i also think that uh 
think that like part of it's just that there is that like middle part of a race that isn't a sexy part of it. And I think that's kind of what Nicole was saying there. Like Mm. the first mile is like, everyone's going out and getting after it. That middle mile, you kind of got to like just deal with it. Cause the third mile is easy and fun and it's fun during a 5k to kick and run fast. Um, and the first, the first part's usually like butterflies. And that goes for like an 800. If you think about like that middle 200, uh, or not middle 200, but from 400 to 600, um sort of thing uh or like the third lap of the 1500 and i guess like to the caller's point that if you're going to be doing that you have to actually kind of really enjoy running at that point because you're having to commit to the difficult parts of it um which isn't always fun so basically basically i think what she's saying is is that uh, running is more enjoyable than throwing because there's no middle part of throwing where you learn where you really enjoy it. I'm sure there's a middle part. <laughs> yeah, there's probably the middle few throws. I wonder if they feel the same way. I can get out more. If I did throwing, I think my favorite part would be that you get to have a cooler. <laughs> and you could fill the cooler up with stuff. Like That's just always so fun. I would have so much fun packing the cooler. <laughs> like going to Trader Joe's oh, and just being like, what am I going to want? <laughs> you can, would you have like stickers and decorate it like, no. like a. Oh my God. It would be a fucking Yeti cooler. <laughs> exactly. Would you I, share? No, it, wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a Yeti cooler because those would are expensive. Would you share with people? Oh, of course. And I'd have gushers and, <laughs> and fruit roll ups. Like, by the foot? You could be like, open oh, it up. And then would be like, the foot am I throwing? Yeah. You know, like I would be the one where like they show all the throwers like afterwards and the one guy like got a national record and he's high fiving people. And I just have like a big fucking fruit by the foot just like hanging out of my mouth. If bubble tape. Yeah, bubble tape. Do <laughs> Lady in the Tramp bubble tape to the person foot next to me, you. Foot for me, foot for you. Tossing out. I would be doing that pandas. thing. I would have the pizza version of the fruit roll-ups where I'm like peeling out the like, <laughs> I forgot mushrooms. And uh, I maybe I do like a Lunchables pizza. Wait, oh, maybe you won't remember this, but do you remember the trees bumper stickers from a long time ago? They were yellow and green and it had like people hugging little trees and it was like, we love trees. No. It might not be super prominent. I saw it from, for the first time in like 15 years today mm-hmm. or yesterday and was like, but it doesn't matter if you don't know. I was, I was uh, uh-huh. that entire time. I was just picturing Joe Kovacs doing all this, and it just got ten times funnier. It's just, yeah, dude, fruit by the foot. I think we just we should gift him a Yeti cooler. <laughs> this what? next, fill it with fruit. By what the if foot? our podcast sponsors a Yeti cooler that oh. just and we put it at like some meat, like just it's the running things considered cooler and we just like wrap it with our design and everything and we I'm fill gonna, it up with fruit snacks and stuff and just at like pre in the throws area is our cooler wait can i propose is that can i propose a giveaway idea what's the giveaway idea can can my instagram account and the Sidious account host a giveaway that is just a bunch of fruit roll-ups and fruit by the foot you're in charge of mailing them. That's fine. I got PO box. Well, you would just get like you would just get a case of crushers or fruit roll ups or whatever. I'm thinking it's got to be a pallet. So, 
I can't, I can't buy that, but. So one mile is 5,280 feet. What if uh-huh. we put out the challenge for the first person to eat a roll up mile? It's just you eat a fruit roll up mile. Oh my God. Oh, okay. If you, if you eat a mile's worth of fruit roll up, fruit by the foot, not fruit roll ups. If you eat a mile's worth of fruit roll ups, or fruit by the foot, sorry. If you eat a mile of fruit by the foot, okay. See, this is why it's happening to me is because when I was a kid, I really like fruit roll ups better than I like fruit by the foot. And sometimes my mom would be like, I got fruit by the foot and I'd, I'd be really excited. But then I'd realize I was thinking of fruit roll-ups and she got fruit by the foot and I'd be pissed off. The worst situation is when my mom would say she got fruit roll-ups and what she actually got was that fruit leather, which is like good. It's really good. The fruit leather, like round thing that's in the produce section. Like those oh my were God, good. I forgot about those. Those were good, but they weren't fruit roll-ups. But if you eat, Fruit by the foot. How how long is a fruit by the foot? Okay, so it's a foot. Yeah. So three feet. Three feet. A a fruit by the foot is one foot. Wait, no, it's longer than that. No, it's got to be longer than that. It's like three feet. But you get it by the foot, but it's longer than that. How long is a fruit by the foot? Okay, so here's search on. How long? Safe search is on. It's three feet. Okay. So here's how we do it. I was poor, so I knew if I ever got one. You had to save them. So that's the equivalent of eating. So there's 5,280 feet in a mile. So you divide that by three. You have to eat 1,760 of these uh, fruit by the uh, fruit. By the foot. Fruit by the foot. They sell them in 48 packs. So that means if you buy 36 boxes or 30, 37 boxes of fruit by the foot, and if your team does this. No, no, no. One person. (laughs) Okay. Over the course of a week. No, 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 no. You can't give them a week. What about a month? I think you give them a weekend, three days. A weekend, three days. If you eat all of them over three days, we will give you a custom-wrapped Yeti cooler. Okay, let's do that. How about this? Do you know how much Yeti coolers are? Like 300 bucks. (laughs) Okay, so the equivalent is you have to buy 37 boxes and eat them all. So we send you a styrofoam cooler that says Yeti on the side. What if you just do them... What if you just do... Your top seven cross-country runners have to do this in a weekend. So that would be each person is eating, like, five boxes? Yeah, if your team does this, we'll send you a Yeti cooler. Uh, We also reserve the right to send you the off-brand Arctic cooler, which is significantly cheaper, but I'm assured is just as good. So that's, okay, so to to clarify, you have to eat... 5,280 feet worth of fruit by the foot. You have three days to do it. And you have to send us your wrappers. You have to send us your wrappers. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, I so think there has, to be, there has to be some sort of video component where you're, you're chronicling this because like, I can definitely see kids 
throwing these throwing these out and yeah. saying that they did it. Yeah, it all you has to be on video. All has to be on video, Instagram story, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you get the most you can do is seven people on your team have three days to eat five thousand two hundred and eighty feet worth of fruit by the foot. There you have it. It's the new running things considered challenge. It's the fruit by the foot mile. Um, it's funny as if you search fruit by the foot, uh, the Wikipedia thing that fills out the top says the similarity in name and concept is such that many people sometimes mistakenly refer to fruit by the foot as fruit roll-ups and vice versa. <laughs> it's the opposite. Problem? It's the opposite of the Bernstein bears thing where you think that it was one thing, but then it actually turns out to be the thing you thought it was mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> do you know the Berenstain bears? Yeah. Sam Bernstein, yeah. The Mandela effect. Mandela? Yeah. So it's like this whole thing where people, uh, you're be so sure of something, but then when you look back at it, it's actually different. So like everyone thought it was the Bernstein bears, but it turns out they're the Bernstein bears. But everyone swears like seeing book covers that said Bernstein bears. I thought it was the, the Bernstein bears. It's Bernstein much fancier book than i thought it was let's do the uh, let's do the next one so that that voicemail went from being uh what's what's your favorite part of the race to all right guys you're gonna eat a mile (laughs) 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 gotta love this podcast so wait how many individual packets is that of fruit by the foot so they sell them in 48 in boxes of 48 so you have to buy 36 boxes or 37 boxes okay gotcha Someone, yeah. the checkout for this at Costco is going to be hilarious. You have to include that receipt. Yeah. yeah, we need to see the receipt, and we need to see you have it on the bell at the checkout line. Yep, everyone has to be weighed in before and after. <laughs> Wait, hold on, I'm doing some quick math here on it. Uh, so, 48 count box is 13 bucks, and how many boxes do they need to get? 37. So you're going to spend $481 to win this, but you get a Yeti cooler out of it. And so let's, let's look at it. What, $200 opportunity. Which kind of, which kind of cooler do they, we want to get them? Arctic. The art. Well, Arctic is the, the off-brand Yeti one. So if we got them like, all right, here, the Tundra 45, which I think it's kind of a good like mid-level, I'm going to assume is $300. So you're going to spend $481 to win a $300 cooler that we're probably just going to write on. Yeah. You're going to put to great use. You have a story behind it. You're going to be at the beach with this cooler and you're You're going to be at a, they're going to be like, how did you get that cooler? Oh, let me tell you, there's there's fruit by the foot mile. We need a shitload of fruit by the foot. Fucking, uh, Steven got diabetes. Please. Please submit your attempts. Yes, sent us this cooler. (laughs) Disclaimer, we say this is not healthy and you shouldn't attempt it, but Yeah, yeah, we have here's our challenge. We're not responsible. You health wise. (laughs) You guys are doing this at your own risk. Yeah, you assume all all risk. Yeah. If you're gonna attempt this, email us at contact at sidiousmag.com. We'll send you a waiver. And also, yeah, uh, CC legal at com. <laughs> Just contact at com. Subject line, fruit roll up mile or fruit by the foot oh mile. Yeah, you got to sign a waiver. Yeah. Uh, let's next do the next call. Yeah. Wait, I also feel compelled to say I enjoy, I like your idea of the best part of the race is also afterwards. 
when you're like, oh, I didn't step off the track. That's good. Yeah, but it's kind of a wimpy answer. It's like saying your favorite part of sex is like the cuddling after. All right, next question. <laughs> What's up, Series Mag? This is Zach, probably better known as the 200-mile-a-week guy. I've got a question for you. I've heard that a particular college coach has a rule that you're not allowed to wear sunglasses under any circumstances. Never at practice. The one exception they have is to reach all-American status that gives you the privilege of wearing sunglasses one day. I guess my question to you guys is, what's the deal with that? Is there any sort of logic or reasoning to there that uh, rule? Or uh, what's the, the stupidest rule that you guys have heard coaches make? I guess for me it was I had a coach in the past that couldn't wear a watch at any time. Couldn't wear a watch? Not just like one thing you look at when you're trying to pick you, but never if I could be allowed to wear a watch. So. Not allowed to wear a watch, yeah. So what's the stupidest rule you heard? He says that there's this coach that says you're not allowed to wear sunglasses unless you're an All-American. And when you are an All-American, you can wear it for one day. That seems pretty dumb, but uh, what is the dumbest rule that you've heard uh, a coach have? Uh, wait, why would you have not wear a watch unless the coach is like really bad at using the stopwatch? Like I coached some middle school kids once and we'd have them doing like mile repeats and stuff and I forget to start the stopwatch and sort of have to sit there and be like, good job, that was 840. <laughs> Ish. Uh, I had a coach that would get pissed if you didn't have a watch. I I've heard of teams where it's like you have to wear you can only wear like one color of shorts. I've heard that. That's pretty dumb. But also if it prevents your kids from wearing the printed boa shorts, then maybe that's a good rule. <laughs> We're like the the Texas or Colorado flag shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, the one that gets me is the one that's the uh, don't tread on me flag shorts. Because, like, that, that got kind of co-opted by the Tea Party, like, years back. And so I think, like, if you wear those shorts, there's kind of something associated with you. Like, like people think you're, like, pretty conservative and everything. But also, too, like, I really just like the flag. Um, did you know the original uh, saying on that? flag no uh, it was don't fuck with the snake <laughs> um, i don't know i don't know if i've ever i've heard rules where it's like uh you can't eat bread i've heard that one which seems stupid for a distance runner i didn't run in college so i don't i don't have any insight to add to this do you have any dumb rules you've heard nicole i stopped drinking pop like in middle school as I have a fresco right here, but like, yeah. um, is there, all right. If you're a coach, what's the dumb rule you come up with just to like fuck with them? Like, that's yeah, what I think yeah. the sunglasses thing is. It's just like a power move. Oh yeah. Like you got to earn that. Yeah. Like well, it's, it's a it's dumb like thing. If, if people race, like if you saw a high schooler race it with sunglasses on, you'd be like, who's that kid think he is? In high, school, prescription. in high school, we weren't allowed to, to, train or anything shirtless actually it could be super hot but we couldn't take our shirts off i wonder why that was a rule i don't know um i hate the rule where you can only wear the clothes that you were issued uh I, 
I guess like maybe that's the rule I would implement. If you become an all American, you can wear whatever you want. That would be, yeah. That That's a pretty good power move. And it like seemingly builds team pride, I guess. In my so. mind, I'm like, well, I would have wore whatever I wanted all but my freshman year. I guess. Yeah. I guess that was good. This dog is freaking out right now. He's do, you just, put, do you want to put it on the mic? Yeah, he's just rolling around on his back. He does not like these rules. Little dog. If you are an All-American, you can run with a dog at practice as much as you want. No, no. Uh, I think mine would be, if you're an All-American, uh, you get more per diem. Ooh. Or, no, 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 no. I think if you're All-American, every every meet, you get to take another person's per diem. Ooh, that's good. And Where the funny thing is... Hand out the per diem. You get to hand out the per diem. <laughs> Fun. Would you would you sign your actual name when you got per diem, Nicole? Yeah. Okay. That's the end. That's the end of that. No, I didn't because I was like, no one's checking this. They don't know what my signature looks like. I just write Bush really big. I would. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow! The whole band. <laughs> the whole band is going to subsist on this eight dollars for lunch. Uh, like. For- is the biggest scam in the world the first time i went to like a national meet i i was like the only distance runner who went i think mm-hmm. yeah and i was handed two 100 bills and i was like what the? <laughs> and then i broke one of them at a pizza hut in like the denver airport or something for like a personal pan pizza hut pizza on the way to first national meet outdoor. <laughs> I think there's that whole thing about like raising the minimum wage and that the minimum wage should be higher because inflation and cost of living and all that stuff, like the spending power of what is it like seven seventy five or whatever is like not what it used to be. Why isn't that same argument happening for per diem? Like, I think it, I think it does a little bit based on the city that you travel to. I think part of it though, is that like the coaches, like the coaches handing out per diem still remember the days when like, you could get, you could get, you know, a dinner for like two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, if you, do you remember the movie Race with uh, Jesse Owens? Yeah. Like so that movie, like they were probably spending like twenty five cents on getting like a prime rib dinner when they went to a meet, and then that's like they would be able to like take home like six bucks in per diem and then buy a house. <laughs> That adds up and makes sense. All right. <laughs> so we went from coaching rules to per diem. I love yeah. the way these questions just evolve into different tangents. All right, next one. Are you ready? Buckle up. We're entering the bone zone. You can't even get with me, baby. You've been trying to fuck with me lately. Don't fuck with me for your best safety. Catch my nut, I'm thanking you greatly. Fucking on the bitch, and you know we at the beach. Coming to your crib, and you know that bitch a freak. She asking for the nuts, so I close the door shut. Whisper in the ear. Bradley, known as the phone man. Yeah, I might sound a bit different. That's because I, uh, to some other podcast and I realized how stupid I sounded. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> says i was listening to my other podcast he calls this my other podcast oh god 
This is his podcast. All right. He doesn't sound dumb. We, he doesn't sound dumb. He doesn't. Can we give some music? Like we will. He'll like he'll get an intro song. Like the zone. the intro song it? happens right now. Hey, it's Bradley, known as the Phone Man. Yeah, I might sound a bit different. That's because I uh I listen to some other podcasts and I realized how stupid I sound. <laughs> Just kidding, it's still the Bone Man. <laughs> 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 B-Bone, Young B-Bone, the Bone Man, in the Bone Zone. Alright, my question is, is the science behind the 4% fake? And before you say, oh, B-Bone, like, I know you're a genius, but why are you saying stuff like that? Let me explain. So, there's supposed to be all this science, you know, you're 4% faster when you wear them versus their other flats, like streaks. Mm -hmm. But my question is, if they're so fast, and it's really a 4% difference. Now, how come in fifth half, Matthew Centrowitz, Charlie Grice, Stan McKenzie, and other Nike pros were not wearing them? They were wearing three cow tees. Hmm. Seems a bit fishy to me. Did he say three goatees? Uh, it was a, a great time in the bone zone, but you know, bone man's got to go. He is a... AP Gov test, he is not studying one bit for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And I'm gonna get murdered by my mother. Just kidding, that's not funny. But I'm screwed. Alright. Be bone out. Bye. Right, I have two things here. One, uh, good luck on your on your AP Gov test that probably came out a month ago. You <laughs> probably had it a month ago based on our release schedule. What is- Tweet, tweet at the two. pod and let us know how that yeah. went. Tweet us yeah. your uh, your score on your AP Gov, and we'll, yeah. re- we'll retweet it. Uh, two is your mother a bear? <laughs> because if she kills you, that would prove that you should be scared of bears. That's true. Um, My God, I wish Sterner was here. I met Bebon's father. I met Bebon's father. I have not mm-hmm. met his father. Okay, I'm sure they're very nice people. Uh, so. He's asking why they're not running it. He's kind of doing this like truther thing about the 4%, which has been the reaction to it. I've always seen there's like three reactions to it. I think there's one, there's people who like the shoe and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I love this shoe. Um, The science is great. Then there's the people who are like, the science makes sense, but I hate Nike. Because for whatever reason, I work for another company or support another company. Like that whole rumor that Dez was running in a 4% that was like blacked out at the Boston Marathon. Yeah. Like that rumor that got out. Um, and then there's like the third camp, which is like the 4% either does everything it says and that's wrong, or it does none of what it says. And that's also wrong. Like kind of like this info warsy, like truther thing that he kind of got at that now, like they're running in the streak LT instead, you know, can there be a fourth camp where you're like, I don't know. There's some shoe out there. Everyone keeps talking about, yeah, I think that that's probably in there. That's as well. Oh. Yeah, that's like four. I'm just saying for the shrug. Yeah, like either have like the first people are like Nike Hardos that are like, yeah, fuck yeah, the shoe rules. The second one where it's like, oh, I I love my boost or my gel or whatever, and then you get the third camp which is just like, fucking shoe doesn't work. It's a it's a lie or it like works too well. The globalists are trying to tell you it's the placebo. It's a placebo. Shoes are turning the runners. Frogs gay.
Yeah, but the Zumex foam is made by lizard people. I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. This wouldn't happen if Sterner was here. Uh, Sterner would be sitting here going, what? <laughs> Guys. <laughs> you know, Bebe Bekila won the, the marathon at the Olympics barefoot. I don't see why we would care about a uh, about, about 4% or any sort of foam. That's what... Uh, that's I Sterner. like how your impression of Sterner is kind of like just a like a classic nervous New York Jew. <laughs> just like I, 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 I don't know. He, the, he ran barefoot, and it was it was nice. It was nice to run barefoot, but um, okay. So <laughs> moving on from that, uh, please. Four percent. The technology works. I don't think the technology works like in a mile race for a runner that needs to be able to get up on their toes and flex the shoe enough. Um, like it's it's diminishing returns. Because I talked to someone about this that is um, a running shoe sort of person, and they were saying like, yeah, you could put a bunch of foam under your foot, but eventually there's diminishing returns. Yeah, I mean that's the. I mean I have a pair of the four percents and I didn't race fifth Ave in them, but people were like, why don't you wear them? You're like you would have been 4% faster. And I was like, no, I mean, I just feel like more comfortable in like a different pair of shoe for the mile. Like I, I think of it as a marathon shoe. Like I, 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 I you sound like me. You sound like me when people are like, why aren't you driving a Tesla? And it's <laughs> like, I would love to drive a Tesla. I don't have a Tesla budget. And I go, you know, the 2005 Mazda really nailed the, Nailed the design aesthetic I was looking for. Um, I'm happy with that. Exactly. Uh, it's exactly the feel I have. <laughs> Nicole, as a pro athlete, what do you think? I think I like don't care a lot. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know the science, the things you guys are talking about. I didn't like try to read up on it. It's just like okay, that looks. That's what that looks like. It looks like a lot of foam. If you if you want to give me an overview of what the science is, feel free. I'm interested enough, but there's a good New York times article about it where they kind of like backed the Nike claims is like an, a long independent study that they did. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious, like as someone who has not run like for Nike professionally, when, when you do hear of things like these, like these technical, the, the, cause they're a huge hype machine in terms of like pushing out, Mm-hmm. their product as like this is the next big thing how do you as like as, as a pro runner just kind of mentally think of it's like no it's bullshit like i'm gonna be able to run just as fast with like a, a different pair of uh with a different brand of shoes i mean if it gives it an actual advantage like i mean that's cool for the people who have access to that but it's not like the only thing that goes into running like and exactly. can, someone, can someone tell me what 4% faster is? 4% faster than what? Because you can't what tell me how fast. Run otherwise. I don't think it's that you run 4% like... faster. I thought it was 4% less energy exerted. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, I mean, like, good job designing a shoe that people like and helps. I don't know. Like, didn't, yeah. wasn't there, weren't there shoes with springs in them that people were pissed about a few years ago? Like, they're like some weird... Yeah, we wrote about them on our site too. Like, yeah, the that one company that had springs and it folded. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe if I was having like a real tough day and I felt like vulnerable in the situation, I'd be like, I wish I had those shoes. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's not like 
It's not like those people got done and they were like, it was because of the shoes and like mean it. Like, I mean, we yeah. did see a little bit of that after the women's uh, Olympic marathon trials where the shoes were, I think, like blamed a little bit for like some of the, the outcome. But I mean, it. I don't know. Like, it's. Yeah. I know some stuff like people are talking about. It. I can't even remember what I felt at the time, but I'm just like, I don't know whatever they yeah. shoes. I don't know. Maybe I'll get beat on a, in a road race with someone from where in four percents and I'll be like, damn it. But I don't yeah. I think I'd be like, Oh, I had it. If I had the shoes, I would have been there. Yeah. that's oh, like, uh, I, I feel like if you cross the finish line, it's not your first thought. It's not like, Oh damn it. I wish I had those pair of shoes. I think it's kind of like, well, <laughs> there's so many other factors that go into the result of a race that if it's your yeah. first thought, then like y- you probably, that's not a good attitude, but yeah, uh, whatever. This is kind of funny that we just went from like, let's make everything pretty minimal and fast. And now we're like, here's a <laughs> shoe with a fat sole. It's going to make you run faster. But I will say that the, one of the things on the minimalist movement, that was pretty good. Like the two things that I think it really gave that were good were that shoes were too heavy. Mm-hmm. Like shoes are definitely lighter. There's been a lot of good research into making them lighter, but also the offsets like a little more natural foot positioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two things are good, but I, I agree with your point. Like now we've gotten to a point where it's like, you need as much good stuff under your foot to run fast. I think that's interesting. And I mean, I think we're just messing around with stuff and that's cool. But has science gone too far? If you, I don't know. Let me introduce you to a little movie called Jurassic Park. <laughs> what well, science went too far. Someone with Jeff Goldblum. At what? If you looked at what Galen ran Prague in, the dude was wearing heels. Like those things were thick with three C's. Like they were, they were a lot of foam and cushioning. Yeah. So it's like I guess that's what's going to be next. Like we'll probably run in those in Chicago. Maybe we'll see Kipchoge wearing those. Are you going to mention those shoes might be out? Um. I mean, I think too, it's like you say, it's, uh, they're a powerhouse of that sort of thing. And they can push that out. Like, even if it wasn't real, they could be like, look at this shoe. It does this. And people would want it. I mean, I know people who are excited about getting a pair, (laughs) but like, I don't know. It's just another thing that goes into all of the other things. Like we're talking about what Galen wearing the freaking tape, like arrow blade tape or whatever. It's cool that people are innovating, but like they also have like a marketing mass behind them. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. And like, you just always need to be mindful of when you are being marketed to versus when like there's actual science there. And like Nike is really good. It's a great marketing company first. Um, And then it's kind of a sportswear company second. I did really like the Shalane Flanagan commercial though. Yeah. That, and that was the best part of the shoe is that commercial. I'll add in that I really like the uh uh Colin Kaepernick ad. Next voicemail. All right. Uh we've got two more but we're running kind of uh long. Should we just do one more? Yeah let's do one more here. Hey guys got a question for you who do you think would be the fab five of running or athletics 
been watching a lot of Queer Eye, and I love what that show does for people in need. And uh, I want to know your take. Who would be the people that help out the track and field community, uh, whether they're runners or field events? And uh, maybe, like, maybe they give people makeovers, but, you know, maybe they also have uh, things where they can help people develop good form or social media presence or, or I don't know, whatever you guys can think of. Uh, like, like, there's five of them, and each one has their own specialty, and they'll have a little quirk to them. It doesn't have to be all guys or all girls. Um, and also, it doesn't have to be just athletes. It could be coaches or, or media or anything else like that. Let me know what you think. I'll be uh, listening eagerly. Thanks, guys. Got a so few washed. things here. Few things so here. Washed. One, one is Sterner would say, I don't think that they're people in need. <laughs> um, what does this even mean? People in need. <laughs> uh, also, then that means, how would we make over Chris? If we're the Fab Two right now, how are we helping yeah. Chris? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think like, up in the media. I'm pretty washed because I thought when he said Fab Five, he was referring to the uh, Michigan basketball team. No, nope. that's what I thought too. I was like, nope. oh, going to be the, nope. the Jawan Howard of, nope. of the running world. No, nope. yeah, um, yeah, okay, that's right. Go you're blow. Michigan State, so you're going to shut Just down. Yeah. All right, so my. Let's do this. Let's do this going back and forth between the three of us. Well, I feel like, like we might let's all just kind of like, let's think of people that like would be able to help you out that are pretty good at well, like yeah. different parts of running. You got to figure out who we would focus this on though. Is it like people just like out of college and you're like helping them get like they're going to sell you over the sponsor and help you figure out how to put your race kit together and like what to pack in your bag and what you're going to eat for pre-race. Like yeah. who are you? So focused? Uh, who's our demographic? Justin Britton. <laughs> Justin Britton. Michelle Britton. St. Emmett is the first person I thought of when it was like, Oh media. It's like, Oh, yeah. you can take some great video, make some great videos. Michelle. <laughs> Michelle's probably your social media person, but I think like the person we're making over would be like Justin Britton. <laughs> we can't go there. We can't be mean. We're not being mean. We're just saying like he's probably someone who's like in a situation where like it's kind of high pressure his running. Um, you know, like he's gotta step it up. So Maybe we just help turn it out. What if we help Sterner out while he's not here? Or we just fab five him. Okay, we get fab five. Okay, how about we do this? How about we do this? Let's let's be real for a second. Who is someone who is really fast and just has? Uh, you know what? Here we go. Galen Ruff. No social okay. media. There's no character to him. How would you fab five Galen Ruff? Cal Marber. Okay, so media. so mm, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that. Corey McGee. No, I think I think that Michelle Sam, it's probably the good way to go the social media route because she's multimedia with it. I don't think Kyle really hits on Instagram that much. I think Kyle's like a pretty good Twitter follow Twitter. But I think like Michelle could coach up Galen to like. I don't know, but also to keep in mind, early Twitter Galen rep is great. Oh, yeah. Early Twitter, like, there's some gems in there. I think we should have someone go back and just rank them all. 
there's that? enough that, like, that are really good and we could just rank them. If only one there's of us was a uh, editor of a website. Can we get, assign that to someone. Can we, can we get uh, Paul Chalimo to be like spiritual guide? Yeah. Mantra, mantra maker? Yeah. I think Paul's really good, like outspoken, would like, he, he was. This is a team of five. We've assigned yeah. Galen social media help from Michelle. Now we got four other slots. I think Paul qualities and like people. Paul Chalima to help him out with what? He's, Swagger. He's culture. He's culture. Swagger. Swagger. Have you have you guys watched Queer Eye? No, I haven't seen it. So there's uh, there's a hair a hair person like a grooming person. All right, let's. You've frozen. Uh, Chris, frozen. Hair. Chris, you cut it out. So the hair let's person hit. we'll do first. It's first. like like personal grooming. There's there's culture. There's food. There's interior decorator, and then uh, crap. What's the other one? Close. We'll say social media for ours. Yep. All right. So social media is Michelle. Uh, all right. So culture. We're saying Paul Chalima. Mm-hmm. What about Matt Centrowitz for culture? He's kind of into Drake I mean, and know, all that stuff. Pass. Okay. They've been trained, technically trained together for uh, in the in the past, and it hasn't worn off. So we need someone new. Okay, so Paul Chalima, that works. Paul, Chalima. I think Paul Chalima would help with shit talk. I, I, he's he's great at hyping <laughs> things, hyping things up. Um, yeah, he did do the slit throat for Mo Farah. Okay, so hair, Parker. Parker Stinson. <laughs> Parker Stinson helping Galen out with his hair. Or Evan Jager. Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. Easy. It's Evan. Evan Jager. Easily. <laughs> Best hair. He can help uh, Galen with his hair. All right. That's, so we've got a team of three. We got two more. Interior decorator. Okay. That would be like uniform. Okay. Uh, wait. Can we? Is there a place for um, Des Linden and all this, like in culture? What do you think Chalimo instead? I think Chalimo. I think Chalimo called more with more with the kids. Yeah. Say that again. I think he's more with the kids. Like Chalimo understands what the teens like. That's right. Okay. So interior design. So that would just kind of be. Ooh, that one's See, tough. Like your race, your race kid and stuff. Okay, so your race kit and all that. You wear pre-race. Maggie Vessi. <laughs> I mean, it has to be Maggie Vessi. Yeah, who else could it be? Yeah, Maggie it, it, uh, Alexi Pappas. No, it's it's Maggie has Maggie, the class Maggie. and grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then what's the last one? What's the last? Nutrition. Nutrition. Nu- no. Nutrition. Food. Who, who's a good cook? Oh, Shalane. Yeah, it's Shalane. Yeah. It's Shalane. Yeah, Shalane is the food one. There you go. That's a fab five. That's a fab five. Kyle will be making a graphic for Sidious, I'm sure, for us to tweet out with this. Um. Real quick, can you can you run them down all in one? Social media, Michelle Samet. 
culture, Paul Chalimo. Uh, hair was Evan. Uh, interior decorator. Interior decorator is Maggie Bessie. And then Shalane Flanagan is your food. That's actually a pretty a good, good group. group. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would trust them. So we I would put them for everyone. Just think about how much more, how, how much, how interesting Galen would be after that. Infinitely more interesting than he is now. <laughs> there you go. That yeah. is this episode of Running Things Considered. If you enjoyed the show, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, if you want to be featured on the next episode, call into the show. The voicemail line is 646-780-9218. That's 646-780-9218. We'll take your text messages on the next episode. We'll listen to your voicemails. Call in. And, uh, yeah, that's all I've got for this episode. Eat your fruit roll-ups. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, <laughs> fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fruit please, by the send, foot. please send all attempts, even yeah. if you don't have enough. All attempts, the fruit by the foot mile challenge begins now. We'll have it run through, uh, I don't know. When December? do we want to start? When are we going to post through this? Through the end of the year. Through the end of the year. Until January, until, until December 31st. You have until December 31st to attempt the fruit by the foot mile challenge you take your seven best team members you have three days to eat 5,280 feet worth of fruit by the foot and the winner gets a yeti cooler so this episode's been sponsored by yeti so go out there get some fruit by the foot and win yourself a yeti cooler and that also sponsored by fruit by the foot yeah both of them (laughs) Also, if you put on a meet and you have throwers, uh, contact us <laughs> and we will have a fully stocked Yeti cooler with the Running Things Considered podcast logo on it. Um, just let us put it by the throwing pit. Uh, your throwers will love it. Your fans will love it. Um, free of cost. We'll pay for everything. <laughs>